You're listening to Rama for Today. Anybody that goes into any contract, your lawyer will tell you, your attorney will tell you that you never go in or into any kind of contract unless you've got an escape clause. You can get out if you want. Hello? Now, I'm going to tell you something. When we're dealing with God, there's no use to adding any escape clauses. An escape clause with God, as far as I can see, is a statement of unbelief. And it will hinder your faith in receiving. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth W. Hagan on his teaching, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth W. Hagan for today's message. Oh, Lord, do something. That's the equivalent of shoot up here amongst us and let's see what happens. That's not the way you pray. Sometimes people pray sort of like uh, wishful thinking. You know, they pray, sort of wishing and hoping that it might happen, but really not believing that it's going to happen. But they just, they just thought they'd pray and try it anyway. Ever heard anybody do that? But we got to understand that when we pray, we need to be specific with God and not wishful thinking, hoping it's going to happen. Maybe it will, but probably won't anyway. Hello. That's about like the old boy wanted to date the girl and he's told his buddy, he said, well, I'm going to ask her, but she probably won't go anyway. I can tell you right there, he probably, he ain't going to get no date because he got a negative attitude before he ever started. He already knows. And when he goes to ask her, he won't just ask her out. He just won't go up and say, Mary, uh, I, I'd like for you to go with me to such and such a place. No, he'll go up there and say, well, you know, you probably got something already planned anyway. But uh, just if you happen to be free, would you like to go with me? Well, nine times out of ten, he's going to get a no answer with that kind of an asking. Am I right? That's the way we do God. Well, Lord, now, you know, uh, well, I probably could live with this. And I probably could get by with it. But it sure would be nice if you'd sort of help me out on this, you know. That's not positive praying. That's wishful thinking praying. We need to get out of the shots in the dark. We need to get out of wishful thinking praying. And thirdly, we must quit shirking responsibility in our prayer life. Do you know how most people shirk their responsibility in prayer life? They shirk their responsibility by adding to the end of their prayer, if it be thy will. Now that gets them off the hook if nothing happens because, see, they don't figure it's going to happen anyway. And they say, if it be thy will, then if it don't happen, they say, oh, well, it wasn't the Lord's will. Hello? If it be thy will, Lord, do 
if it be thy will, then you got an out. You've got an escape clause in your prayer. When you write contracts in the natural, we got some attorneys in this place today, go to church here, and they'll tell you that when you write a contract, you always put an escape clause in there somewhere. You write an escape clause when you write a contract so your client, if he wants out, he got a way out. Is that correct? Anybody that goes into any contract, your lawyer will tell you, your attorney will tell you that you never go in or into any kind of contract unless you've got an escape clause. You can get out if you want. Hello. Now I'm going to tell you something. When we're dealing with God, there's no use to adding any escape clauses. An escape clause with God, as far as I can see, is a statement of unbelief. And it will hinder your faith in receiving. Now, another thing we need to understand is that we need to know the will of God before you start praying. Many people are wasting their time praying about something that's not the will of God in the first place. When you pray, believe. Okay? Now, it is our privilege to pray. It is our privilege to pray. Man has the privilege of communing with God. Not because of who we are, not because of that we are so great, but God has given us that privilege. It is a privilege, not a required, but a privilege. Now, we should pray, but God does not require us to pray. He gives us the privilege to pray. Now, if you don't pray, you're going to get in trouble. But he will not come down and say, I require you to pray and grab you by the nap of the neck and slap your nose on the floor and say, pray. No, he simply says, I give you an avenue and you have the privilege of coming and communing with me any time you want. Now, I want you to understand what I'm saying. It's a privilege. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I want you to understand also that along with this privilege to pray, we must begin to understand that there is power in prayer. First of all, as man has privilege to pray and talk with God himself, let's look at some scriptures on this. Turn real quickly with me, please, to James 5. The last clause of James 5, 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avail him much. You need to go back actually to about verse 14 to get the entire essence of what is being said there. 
but I want you to zero in. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, go to John 14. John 14, 13 and 14. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, that is our privilege. Power comes through prayer. Why do prayers go unanswered? Nobody has the answer for that question. Everybody can give you a few ideas and a few generalized statements concerning it. But perhaps you are praying when you should be obeying. Perhaps you are praying when you should be obeying. You get that? See, sometimes God's already given us what was, He already told us. Ain't no use to pray no more. Just get up and do it. Well, let's go pray about that a little more. See, a lot of times for people that are in the ministry, the reason ain't nothing happening is because they'll be somewhere and somebody will say, well, uh, how about coming over and preaching for me sometime? They say, well, let me pray about it. They ain't got nowhere to go anyway. And they say, let me pray about it. Ain't no use praying. They waste the time. They need to be obeying. Carry a deal in your pocket. Somebody said, hey, how about coming and preaching for me? When? Well, you got to pray. Only time you got to pray if you call to the ministry and you don't have no place to preach, the only time you have to pray whether you go there to preach or not is if you've got other places to go and then you got to find out which one God wants you to go to first. That's what I mean that some people are praying instead of obeying. Most of the time we pray instead of obey because we don't want to do it so we keep praying about it. Figuring maybe that our line, telephone line to heaven got crossed up with somebody else's and we got their orders instead of getting our orders. No, everybody is on a private line and not even the devil can listen in because that's what the Bible says. And if he talked to you and told you something, then quit praying about it and start obeying and then you will find out that things will begin to change in your life. All right? Now, I want to talk something here about prayer. Prayer has a lot to do with relationship with God. Relationship. Well, I'm born again. Well, fine. But I want you to understand, you can know someone and still not have a relationship with them. There is a difference between knowing somebody and having a relationship. I know many of you in this room by, by face. I know many of you by name and face. I know you. I know who you are. But I do not have a relationship with you other than a, from this platform, 
to you in the pew. It is a relationship, but it is not a personal relationship. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first in this offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagen, Training the Human Spirit. The next item is the six-CD set by Kenneth E. Hagen, The ABCs of Bible Faith. Also in this package is the CD from Kenneth W. Hagen's teaching, You Can Make a Comeback. You can get all of this for the price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rama.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Guess what happens October the 14th through the 16th? That is Rama College Weekend. Oh, yeah. Right here on the Rama USA campus. If you're campus. interested in going to, to come into Rama, it's a good time to yes. come and check us out. That's because right. Because there, it's going to be the Rama College Weekend. You get, you get to attend classes. You get a tour of the campus. Oh, it's just great. So just, yes. just go to rbtc.org and you can register it. So let's, uh, let's see you here, okay? Tomorrow, more from Kenneth W. Hagen with his teaching, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.